Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Hello. How's it going? Good. It goes well. Good. I am finally feeling better. Uh, I would probably say I am feeling at about 80%. Um, whereas earlier this week, I was um, dying with the flu. The plan was to have this episode to you guys before uh, the new year started. And we are recording it on the new year. The new year. <laughs> yep. And so um, I caught the flu from some uh, very uh, gracious family members that decided to gift it to me over mm. the Christmas break. And let this be a reminder, an, a New Year's resolution for you to get the flu shot because you won't get the flu and you won't get autism. So, yes. yes. Yes, Jinx, you owe me a million dollars. Man, I'm feeding Seth millions with force millions. Uh, so, I owe like four million now. Um, That's barely. I owe anything. more to get you than it. I owe to like the college. Okay, <laughs> get over it. Um, so, uh, welcome to lifetime debt. David knows fact, all about it. Love it. Fun fact: the the flu shot that they were giving out this year. Did not cover the strain of flu. Oh, bummer. Her mother also got it. Yeah. And she had the flu shot. So this is some kind of like super flu. Yeah. I did not die to it, even though, man, it felt like I was going to. I slept like 20 hours on Sunday. Jeez. Yeah. Also, um, because of this, I beat control this morning. I was going to beat control Sunday. I planned on playing it all day and and finishing it knocking it out and yeah no that didn't i had no i slept and then monday i slept and yeah huh. video games um video games and sickness but here we are now we're moving forward we're recording the uh seth how are we what are we calling this the this is our ooh. Our, That's weird because we're doing it not in the year that it should have happened, but it's our game of the last year. <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, know. yeah. This is it's our it's our 2019 game of the year episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, and it's okay that it's a little late. It happens. Uh, we are going to talk about some of the stuff that we said excited us in 28, or we were excited for in 2018. We didn't do predictions. But we we had some things we're excited about, and from also, last year's game of the year episode. From last year's game of the year episode, um, we are going to talk about our suplexatives, and we're also going to we'll explain the, what those are. Yes, and at the end of the episode, we're going to give you our top five games of the year, uh, and it'll be fun. I'm super excited for this, and let's let's jump into it with the. Uh, things that Seth and I were excited for last year. Forrest was not part of this because he wasn't on the show. Yep. And Chris also wasn't on this episode back then. Didn't even know you Ugh. a year ago. You didn't know me a year ago. Yeah. That's true. It's been a good year. So, Weren't you lucky? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Seth. Um, JK. You know, <laughs> with with how you react to me on Twitter with video <laughs> games, people would think oh you Oh, my God, me. dude. The stuff <laughs> you tweet, it's like, ugh. ugh. 
Ugh. I was right, though. Um, you were unintentionally right. <laughs> I was intentionally right. All right. No, you were not right. Okay, so, this is terrible. Seth's excitements for 2019. Your first one you listed off did not even make it. Yeah, it was animal. I was I was excited for Animal Crossing. I still am, but it got delayed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I agreed with you that I was excited for it. Yeah, I'm still excited. It's gonna be good. Um, Fire Emblem. Yep, that was I was bang on with that one. Kingdom Hearts three. Yep, that also came out and was was fun. Digimon Survive. Uh, that got delayed. also delayed. Still yeah. excited for it, but we'll have to wait a, wait a little bit. Luigi's Mansion did not play it, unfortunately. Mm. New Pokemon definitely played it. Played that; it was good. And Anthem, we both said we were excited, sort of excited. Sort of excited. <laughs> yeah, uh, that didn't. Uh, there's a reason why we couched it with the sort of, and it turned out that that was probably. Uh, the best, the yeah. Best our our trepidation was probably justified. Yeah. So we'll my... see what they do with this uh, overhaul that they're supposedly working on. Ah, uh, yes, Anthem: A Realm Reborn. <laughs> um, my list is largely similar to yours, except I have Yoshi on there, and which I was excited about, and I liked it, so it was good. Yeah. Uh, Crackdown Three. Yep. Um, that's not great. I'm not rest in peace that uh <laughs> project, whatever, man. Um Devil May Cry five, which uh exceeded all expectations. Yes. The game was fantastic. Absolutely. Uh Onimusha H D, which I didn't actually play. And I had Gears Five on my list. Which you said you were excited for, Seth, and then you I did. I don't remember saying that. You There's you a... said it looked exciting. I I can't believe that I would have said that. I I listened to it. Well, I, was, I lived it. Yeah. I also lived it, and I also <laughs> didn't. I also said it, but didn't. So <laughs> okay. I I refuse to acknowledge that. Fair enough. Um. So yeah. Overall, we. I mean, we kind of know what we like. Yeah. It's we're more we're just, at about sixty percent. I think on um, those things. I'm kind of sad you haven't played Luigi's Mansion, Seth. Yeah, I'm also sad. Uh, one of the cool things about the game of the year season is all the lists people are putting out and all the podcasts talking about it. And I've been able to make uh, my own list of the games that I need to play. Uh, and it's certainly it's <laughs> yes. it's high up on the list for the ones the games from this year that uh, I got to get around to. Um, so yeah, I'm still excited for it. I will have to I'll, I'll have to play it because everyone loves it. I know that I'll like it. Uh, it's just a matter of doing it. Yeah. I um looking at our excited lists made it uh it was actually kind of nice cuz it reminded me of some of the games that came out earlier in the year. Um cuz you know something that I I'm always worried about and I I hear about in these podcasts that I listen to and stuff is just you know, you get people with a lot of recency bias. And I, I always talk about that every year because it's something I really hold myself to. And, you know, something you play at the beginning of the year could be one of your favorite things that you've ever played. And you 
forget about it because you played something really cool at the back half of the year. Yeah. And then when it's list time, you're going to put the put the most recent thing in your brain closer up because it's a fresher memory. So it was nice to nice to go back and look. Especially um, in a year like this uh, that felt like five years. Yeah, for real. There's there's a the amount of content out there this year was insane between um, TV movies, video games. Like it seemed like it was, it's something was always happening. Right. Or ending. Like there's always like there's trilogies ending in movies or there's like the game of Thrones ended this year. Tons of stuff happening this year. Content wise. Yeah, I don't, and I'm not even talking just content-wise. I'm talking like, you know, just everything. <laughs> you know, yeah. the the we, weight of the world. Know. The weight of the world is yeah. just crushing. It's, boy, boy, don't howdy. we know it? <laughs> yeah. Um, so so let's get into uh, some lighthearted stuff. Seth, do you want to explain the idea of suplexatives? Yes. So it is a portmanteau of suplex and superlative. Um, basically we, you know, we're trying to figure out how to best present the games that we liked, uh, and top 10 lists are just like, you know, they're very long and they don't, they don't necessarily accurately portray what we think about these games. Um, so, uh, it was our idea to, to give out these little superlatives for different games that we played, um, so that we can highlight the parts of these games that we really liked. And these are games that are not necessarily in our top list, but they might be for some of us. Uh, You'll find that out soon enough. But yeah, so this is just uh, some games, games this year that we liked or maybe didn't like. I don't know. I don't know what your guys' uh, suplexatives are. Some of them could be negative because, I mean, there are games that we don't like. That's Uh, true. Yeah, like, oh, my gosh. Speaking of which, it was I don't know Far Cry 5 had such a <laughs> such a lasting impact on me that I was convinced for so long that it was part of this year and I was like, <laughs> man, I can't wait to roast that game again on our uh, end of the year. But instead, you get and, to roast yeah. New Dawn. And then well, I didn't play it. <laughs> so, yeah, we you we could, stayed away from it. You could probably roast it for the same problems to I be mean, honest. It's that would be kind of disingenuous though. <laughs> I'm not I'm only trying to roast games that I know are bad, not that I you think are bad. It, yeah. Yeah. So Seth, do you wanna do you wanna kick it off with the first Yes. Uh okay, so this is my suplexative for most addicting game. Um there are definitely a couple contenders on this for me. Um, but I gave it to Slay the Spire, which is a game really? which technically came out in January. Um, it was in beta last year. I had heard about it, but never played it. Then it, when it came on Game Pass, I jumped in. I was like, oh man, this is, this is it. This is one of those games where I immediately, I started playing it and I was immediately like, oh boy, this one's gonna, this one could, could get me. I better, I, I should probably <laughs> stay away from this. It's a very fun game, and it's just like a perfect pick-up-and-play game that leads to, oh, just one more run. Great game, Slay the Spire. And there's there's more content coming for it, so uh, big fan. 
Seth, I'm actually surprised uh, that you didn't get that for Switch yet. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it will happen eventually. Yeah. it's It seems like I haven't played it, but everything I've heard, people love playing it uh, portably. Uh, yeah, it's it's like a perfect game designed for mobile or yeah. or handheld rather. Hmm. So I would say probably for for me, addicting wise, uh, I I loved Picross. I played a solid amount of Picross this year on my Switch. That's always something I can. I I don't jump into it. I actually honestly would have thought you would have said uh, Tetris ninety nine, <laughs> but yeah. But Picross, Picross for me, Forrest, what do you think? Um, I so the weird thing with me about all the games I played this year is that I I don't I wouldn't say I was addicted to any of them in the sense that I was just I was I was playing all of them simultaneously. Um, yo, absolutely. I played no, <laughs> no. Um but like I I wasn't I wasn't playing one game more than another at any given point, you know, if that makes sense, like, I would stop playing a game, and, like, yeah, I would want to go back, I don't know, I don't know how to explain this, I don't have a, a most addicted game yeah, this okay. year. Yeah, okay, no, you don't, you didn't it. have one that you came back to over and over again. Yes, Men- yeah. in my in my head, I was like, man, I really got to play that again, but aside from that, I, yeah, like, I didn't go back and play. And that's okay. Yeah. All right, so... I, my first suplexative is best game I didn't finish. <laughs> and yep, a classic. <laughs> that goes to uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh, rip. Which oh. was cut short by Pokemon. Yeah. And I'm going back to it. I'm going to beat it on the cruise because I'll have free time at night on the cruise and stuff. But Nice. Um, yeah. That's it's the best game this year that I didn't beat. And, um, you know, that the, it actually almost, almost got overridden by control to be honest, but I, I beat control today. Yeah. There you go. Um, you guys got anything to add to that or I would say for me, it's pretty easily Sekiro just because I got all the way to the end. (laughs) I forgot you didn't didn't beat Sekiro. Uh, I don't know if I'll I mean I do actually want to go back to it but I would probably end up like if there's a game that I wanted to replay it would be that one just so yeah. and I would probably need to to be able to um reacclimate myself to the game and and beat it. That's fair. Fair enough. Forest. Um, I every game that came out this year that I got I think I've beaten it. So like you, unless if you want you to count single I, track mind person. I, so it, how dare you? I know. So if you want to count the Switch release of Final Fantasy VII, because that did come out this year, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. that, that came out this okay, year. Okay, that's it then. You didn't I, beat it. I haven't beaten it yet, but I will before March. Oh, you can quote me on that. <laughs> that's a very hold me to large it. birth. Yeah, that's a long time. That's fine. You've got three months. And then you're going to play through the same game again. Yeah. All right. I'm excited for it. <laughs> let's let's hear uh, Forrest's first suplexative. All right. So my first one was um, 
Favorite backlog game I got around to playing or beating whatever. Uh, Titanfall 2. Mm. He, mm. Yeah. Great game. Yes. I, I've i been on a real Respawn Studios kick uh, this year, especially with Apex and um, and Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I just I really like that studio a lot. Uh, ever since they actually formed, I I was always a fan of them because the the founders were the, the 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 big guys at Infinity Ward, you know. Yeah. So I I've always been interested in what they had, and I played a lot of Titanfall One, but I didn't really stick with it because my friends didn't, and it didn't have a single player. And I love single player campaigns in my first person shooters. Uh, that's why I used to love Call of Duty so much. Um, so because of some encouragement from you, you guys <laughs> earlier this year, I finally jumped onto Titanfall two and I haven't even Good. touched multiplayer yet. I haven't at all, but Seth, you re jumped into Titanfall two's multiplayer this year. Uh, yeah. I mean, I will from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that, that campaign though, it, yeah, it's great. It's solid all around. Oh Yeah. Fantastic. I, yes. And I like I'm glad that I finally got to experience that. And the level that sticks in my mind is the the levels that you play when you're like basically shifting between time points. Oh yeah. That oh, like yeah. that is something I've never seen in a in a shooter before. And it's player controlled. So like you choose when you're shifting and I just I thought that was revolutionary. Yeah, I and that stands out to me as just like fantastic uh, level design and just all around. That is a solid game and it's on sale all the time. It's so cheap. It is on sale all the time. Yes. I got it for like seven fifty. Same the here. Edition. Yeah. Go, go buy it. If yeah. You're listening. Exactly. Go give Respawn even more money after you've already probably bought star wars this year <laughs> and spent eighteen hundred dollars trying to get one skin in apex yeah, exactly yeah. gives them even more money look frankly they're making some of, some of the best products in the in the game so yes and get more more power to them yes and i'm thankful that ea is not is not messing them up in this you know in their yeah. endeavors indeed yeah so, what do you guys got for backlog games? If if you happen to have gotten around to any, oh yeah, yeah. I've got. Oh yeah, I I finally played all the Steam World games, and it's hard because, it, but Steam World Dig Two was real special, and that was probably, um, that's probably like one of my favorite. I didn't count it because it did not come out this year, but it was one of my favorite games that I played this year. Well, here you can count it. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so I can shout it out here. Yeah. I did not really play any backlog games this year. Everything that I played was pretty much a new, new-to-me game. Yeah? Yep. Wow. Well, lucky. Well, you know, that's how it, that's just how it was. Yep. If only all we right. could all have that luxury. So. <laughs> Whatever, dude. <laughs> I've pretty much just accepted at this point most of my backlog games I'm never going to play. <laughs> but I'll keep buying them. <laughs> uh, so my next one is Coolest Mechanic. 
Oh. Uh, or coolest mechanics. Okay. Rather. Uh, and this one I had to give to Outer Wilds, uh, the darling indie uh, space exploration game, which was just a, a very awesome game. And the way the way it sort of unveils you un- organically um, and, like, it it it's weird because it doesn't really teach you what the game mechanics are. It just allows you. It's just kind of like here, go out and and learn about this this galaxy that you're in. Um, and you just and and you do if you. Um, I can understand why the sort of abstract nature of of the game can could be a turnoff for some, but I love the way it was just. Here, here's this world. Um, you'll find out what's going on if you go peek in the right places. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that it, w- it was such a unique experience. Um, yeah, very, very cool game. Awesome. I, man, I wish I could have stuck with that game. It, it didn't. It did not stick with me. I wanted it to, but the puzzle solving. My best mechanic is something that uh, was with a game that really stuck with me, and it uh, was the um, God. I can't the the driver system. Uh, was a driver the robot arm system in Devil May Cry Five? Oh, um, the 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 Devil Bringer. Yeah, the Devil yeah. Bringer system. I wanted to Dude, say Devil so Arms, but there, that's just the regular weapons. There was like. <laughs> 15 different arms in this game. Yes. Yeah. And it changed your combos. Each one of them astronomically changed how you fought. Yes. Nero, by the end of that game, is the most versatile fighter. And you can and you can order which way you want them to be and, and like you can dispose of them. And it was such a cool, weird way to play the game. And it also added this sort of risk because if you used one and you you broke it you had to wait till the level reset to use it again unless you had it in your like deck already mm-hmm. and so if you had one you liked you were real careful with it and like it's it's real good i it was real fun um it definitely made i'm like spacing on his name right now which is terrible um uh, nero yeah, it's, yeah, it made Nero the most fun to play, besides Dante when, you know, he got the the motorcycle swords. Yeah, I love but, Cavalier. Um, but yeah, it's a man. That was a really great part of Devil May Cry Five, and it was honestly um, maybe the most surprising mechanic to me because I I did not know if I was gonna li- when I saw it in like demos and stuff. I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like that. And I ended up super enjoying it. Yeah. So that would be mine. Cool. I fully agree, but it's not what I'm going to pick. Okay. Um, for me, it's uh, the form change system in Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, as, you, uh, as you fight in combat in that game, um, basically uh, you can change the form of your Keyblade to do like different sort of things. So like um, one of them turns into like oh, yeah, some like blasters. yo-yos and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yo-yos, all this yep. kind of crazy stuff. 
that really uh, ch- it it didn't like drastically change combat or anything, but it it definitely looked cool. It looked really cool, and it did give you chomps with those yo-yos. Yes, dude, they were insane, and it 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 allowed you to pseudo use different weapons. Yeah. yeah, and that form change system was benefited by the other mechanic, which was keyblade switching. You yes. can have three keyblades on you at any time, oh, yeah. which is something I never considered in the what sixteen, seventeen ish <laughs> years the Kingdom Hearts has been around. <laughs> yeah, like I never had the idea of man. Being able to switch Keyblades on the fly would be really cool. Do you remember figuring that out in the demo, Seth, in January? Yeah. Because that broke me. I was like, what? what?" Like, I couldn't figure it out in my head. I was like, you could just just push left and right. And you get a different Keyblade? What? But yeah. So, yeah, for me, it's the form change in the Keyblade swapping system. Nice. Yep. That was a lot of fun. All right. All right. Uh, next one that I have, because I know I have more than you guys. Yeah, you you need to do one to catch up because we were supposed to bounce back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Way to go. Mess it up from the beginning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. So my this, this next one is most insane moment from this year uh, involving video games because I'm sure there are a lot of insane moments. Uh, but for me, it was... The banjo reveal as a character for uh, Smash DLC. Oh man, yeah. it was so weird, especially because uh, this was during the summer when I was gone, and I had like forty-five free minutes to watch through the <laughs> through Nintendo's E3 Direct, and it was just so crazy, and I had to like process it all like so quickly. But it was something that I never ever expected would have happened. Um, and it was, it was crazy. I couldn't have predicted it and I totally freaked out. Yeah. I remember, I remember getting so mad that you, we weren't able to talk during it, uh, because it was just so good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man. Our, so most insane moment, are you like outside of like, is it in a game or in the industry? Like we're... Just- uh, I mean, for me, it was a moment that happened during E3. If it's for you, it's in a game or, you know, it's it's a broad category. Okay. As well, long as it has to do with video games, which is what we're talking about. Okay. Um, mine uh, happened in Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> and it's when we figured out who Lucia was. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that because I don't want to spoil it for anyone. There Especially... are actually multiple moments in that game that I considered for this. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because I... there's a there's a, there's a bunch of them that you could just like bam 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 and you're like yeah. oh my god. Um. Yeah. The Lushu moment. I remember yelling in my living room. I just and I <laughs> I remember yelling in my living room and then I went and walked Apollo and called Seth because. It, he had beat the game and I hadn't yet. You had to talk. And about I was it. like, I have to talk about this. <laughs> and it was, it was a moment. And man, huh? Yeah, yeah. That was it. I, 
Okay. So, funny thing, my next suplexative is most hype moments. <laughs> okay. So this fits in perfectly. Um, that I totally possibly cried during, but don't get on to me. You can cry. <laughs> I can cry if I want to. Yeah. Um. So I got two here because both I couldn't pick between them. So the I'll I'll play off of Kingdom Hearts three right now. Um. When you're in the Keyblade graveyard, uh, towards the end of the game, and Sora, I can't remember who he was fighting at the moment, but he summons all the Keyblades from the Keyblade graveyard and from all the um, Keyblade weirders from yeah. the mobile game Union Cross. <laughs> rides and, the wave. Yes, he rides the wave just like Vanitas does in his in your fights against him in, like, Birth by Sleep and stuff. Yeah. And the music is just, like, it's beautiful. It is blaring. It is loud. And you are kicking butt with, the, with all of these Keyblades of fallen wielders from the past... And like I, I was a mess during that. Yeah, that was awesome. That was beautiful. I like I still relive that moment every like at least once a week. I think <laughs> about it, and then I like I just can't get my mind off of that. And then the second moment that I had was on DMC five, um, leading up to the final mission of Nero fighting against Virgil. There's this cutscene that plays, and uh, Nero calls his girlfriend or wife, I don't know if they actually are married at that point in the story, but whatever, um, Kyrie and just like basically just wanting to hear her voice. And then he, throughout this entire game, for those of you who don't know, Nero is missing his arm and that's why he has the devil bringers, all these like pr prosthetic arms that have cool abilities that change up his gameplay style. But, um, he is going to stop his father, Virgil and his uncle Dante from, basically killing each other over this family feud that they've had for years at this point. And he, like, ag again, it's it's a perfect combination of music and character motivation and emotion that I, I love. And Nero, like, yells out, I'm not gonna let you die at, 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 a, at his father and his uncle. And his arm grows back and he finally uh, pops his devil trigger, which he hasn't had an actual dt form ever since he's been introduced and now he finally does and he like swoops in in between uh his father and his uncle and he stops them and it, it's just like it's just so cool and again i was a mess during it nice yeah that's good i that moment was that moment is really up there for me yeah because it's it is like a real culmination of a lot of stuff in that that series. Yes. In, um, uh, man, I wish I wish you played <laughs> through all the Devil May Cry, Seth. I, I think you'd like them a lot. Yeah, I probably would. And in leading into that final fight, it you it it plays the main theme of the game called Legacy, but it's uh, improv it's uh, improvisation on it on violin, and then you pop your DT is Nero against Virgil and the soundtrack just shifts to this hard, like dubstep version of devil trigger called silver bullet. And I love it. It is the hypest devil trigger also heard at the game awards last year yep. instead of stupid green day. Ooh. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Seth, did you want to pop another one of yours? Um, or did you want to hand it off? 
what what another one of your suplexatives okay um yeah okay my next suplexative is most incomprehensible um and i have to give it to kingdom hearts 3 because (laughs) as much as i love the game it it makes no sense nothing (laughs) so much of that game that happens is just like what what wait what what uh, and you know that's part of the appeal of Kingdom Hearts, but uh, you know you gotta call it like it is here. That's that's fair. I I don't know how much I agree with you on that. Yeah, it, but it's, it's fair. But that's not my that's my perspective. I guess <laughs> I don't know what I. No, I would pick, especially after you just played through it. How. Control would be this for me. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Uh, <laughs> control. But the, control. The difference, the difference for me is that Kingdom Hearts has all of this built-up lore from this entire series of games. Like, Control is... Okay, well, it doesn't... <laughs> it doesn't not have some of that lore, but <laughs> it's not explicitly part of the game. Um, right. And Kingdom Hearts, as a culmination of, like, what, like, 20 something years of video gaming and the way that they the way they resolve a lot of stuff is like uh what the heck and it in a lot of cases it works but that doesn't mean that it makes sense that's fair couldn't really give it to uh rise of skywalker i guess but that's true because it's not a video game but if it was the yes yeah uh, do you have one Forrester? Uh yeah, actually. I'll do Kingdom Hearts three as well. But <laughs> the, the secret ending of the game. Mm. Uh Yozora, yeah. I think it's called. Yeah, like it looks like Sora and Riku and possibly the Master of Masters are in like In the real world. Yeah. Or something in, like in the real world yep. Tokyo or like Akihabara or something like that. And I don't get it in Again, it, it's can, like what? <laughs> <laughs> but that's like the only part of the game that I think I was like that for, and that's the f- literally the final moments of Man, the game. Okay, maybe <laughs> maybe you need to rewatch some cutscenes because there's other scenes where you yeah. should have been like that. I, I'll, yep, I'll I say know. at least I won't I won't give Seth the full like <laughs> the pass, <laughs> but but like no, there's there are scenes in that game where. Obviously, Nomura either just abandoned the plot thread or was like, there's DLC coming and we're just going to leave it at that. Like, it's. Mm-hmm. I yep. understand where you're going <laughs> with it because there's like w- that one conversation between Marluxia and them. And Demix and. Yeah, Luxon. and then they, they yeah. don't regard it again. And then. Look, there's so much. There's so much that we don't need to. The game contains to, multitudes. Yes. You could listen to me and Mike and Seth talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, we've we've gone over all of this a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fair enough. All right. So my, uh, my one of mine was um, best side quest in a game. Mm. And um, I actually picked it so I could honor... Uh, I could honor Borderlands 3. Ah. And it's the the side quest where you're searching for the big suck. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it's because I just think it's yeah. hilarious. 
and the shock of it. And really, that, that did I, give us a lot of laughs. I would say if you want to expand upon the category, Borderlands 3 had the best side quests. Uh, Agreed. And well, it was, yeah. It was good. It was very good. At least of any games I played this year, I enjoyed playing the side quests the most in Borderlands 3. There was yep. not many other games that gave me as satisfactory of a feeling of of you know doing everything mm-hmm. on the side the main stuff wasn't great but man were the sides good so i'll take it i concur oh i didn't know if you would seth dang so <laughs> i got nothing all right you don't have to <laughs> i i just didn't yeah. play many games this year that had like a side quest thing you know yeah that's true I, I can I honestly like there were some that I probably played that had side quests, but none of it, like yeah, Borderlands did did a good job with that at least <laughs> for the most part. There were some right. there were obviously some stinkers, but so uh, my next one is the we're gonna bring it down a little bit the saddest moment from this year, which for me was the announcement that our boy Reggie Fisame was retiring as the president of Nintendo America. Very sad to see him go. It was nice for him. It was good that I like seeing him at the Game Awards, and I imagine that he'll pop up from time to time in uh, the industry events and stuff. But it'll it'll be a different different age without him um, giving us his his fantastic one-liners as he's he's, uh, showing off these Nintendo products. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with you. That bummed me out real big. Yeah. Real sad. Real big sad. Yep. I'm going to I'm going to throw my hat in on this one too. Even though I like Bowser, but also yeah. what a perfect name. Yeah. yeah. For... <laughs> it's true. But yeah, uh Re- Reggie leaving the company just things immediately started feeling a little bit different, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right, what's uh, what's yours? What's what's your next suplexative? Uh, we're gonna hit the full range of emotion and feeling tonight with these. Uh, I got the biggest anxiety-inducing moment, and this solely comes from me playing Resident Evil over these past <laughs> few weeks. And Mister X just really wants to give me a bad time, but um, I I was doing some backtracking in the uh, the police department in the game, which is like the the first main area that um, you play through. And I was down in like the the bottom floor of the RPD and I was I thought I was going down there for something I hadn't gotten yet, but uh, apparently I already got it. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the situation only triggers in this specific moment where you go back down there and when you really don't need to. So I start going back towards the stairwell and Mr. X punches through a wall immediately to my right, charges me, grabs me by the neck and choke slams me. And I just, I, I had to pause the game. I yelled and I, I just, my heart was like pumping really hard and my chest started like 
tensing up and like <laughs> it was hurting. Like yeah. I I was in pain from this, like physically. Yeah. And I I had to take a solid break from that game for a, for a few minutes. I just the the immediate rush of fear that that game can elicit is astounding. Yeah. <laughs> horror games I there's a reason I stopped playing them uh, that's why I've started playing them <laughs> uh, but anxiety wise um, there's nothing that gets me more anxious than not knowing when my next checkpoint is in uh, Jedi Fallen Order yeah. and not having any stims left so yeah that's uh you know, I'm not, I'm not great at those kind of games, yeah. and I try. Bloodborne, yeah. Bloodborne is going to be really tough for you. Yeah, it's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna play it, man. I'm gonna muster up the strength one of these days. I'll support you through. But <laughs> yeah, that's uh. Yeah. In that vein, there were probably plenty of moments when I was playing Sekiro that were anxiety-inducing. Um. But like, I I, haven't, I didn't really play a whole lot of games that had that kind of effect on me. Yeah, there's good. The, I, think <laughs> I mean, I I do appreciate them and I like them for those moments. It was just for this year did not include any many if at all. I would I would argue no because control just has an eerie feeling. There's no like yeah ominous yeah. You know, but not immediately yeah. like anxiety inducing. Yeah. Yeah. There's this overwhelming dread. <laughs> which, you know We're used at to. this point I'm used to it. Yeah. But um let's see. Seth, go ahead. Alright, so my next one is Comeback Player of the Year. Uh and so this is a little it's not a video game, but it is video game movies. And this is solely because of the release of Detective Pikachu and us finally getting a movie based on a video game, and it was actually good. And maybe, hopefully, a blueprint for what the future of Hollywood can do with video game movies. We'll see what happens with Sonic. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Comeback Player of the Year. There's no franchises that have been crazy redeemed. Let's see. I couldn't think of one for this, man. I did yeah. read this and I come back player of the year. Cause you you know what and this but the thing is this was like a year or two ago, but Sonic Mania would be a great comeback player of the Ooh, year. Yeah. That was mm -hmm. a big comeback. But I mean probably you know what honestly, Pokemon for me. Yeah. Poke I didn't like I hated Sun and Moon and I what was the one before that? X and Y. Or Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, hate those, hate that one. Mm. Uh, so that was a big comeback for me. Probably Pokemon. Dang. So in the same vein as yours, Seth. But, you know. Yeah. Am I allowed to choose myself? Well, <laughs> uh, sure. For best comeback player? <laughs> Just because over the uh past few years i hadn't been playing much video games but now i am again and i'm loving it more than ever and you have to or else you won't be on the show exactly. because you have to bring and we'll, we'll hunt you down exactly well one of you already knows exactly where i live so 
And the reason why two. And can't. if one of us knows, both of us. <laughs> know. Yes, exactly. And I don't. So. And I don't need to know. <laughs> um, I'll just find you. But yeah, I'm. I'm my comeback player of the year. There you go. Yeah. And you're allowed to do that. Heck yeah. Um, my my mine is a like biggest what moment, and mm-hmm. um, that is. Uh, mainly so I could shout out myself uh, the Jedi Fallen Order because you get to drive a freaking ATAT in that game. Yeah. <laughs> and that was so awesome. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there just like, oh, I get to climb it, whatever, and do this. And then, no, you get to go in the cockpit and drive it and shoot things, and it's super fun. And then Saw Gerrera jumps on the hood and says, who are you? Yeah, and you... Like you wreak havoc in that thing. Yeah. It's great. And it is such a cool moment in a video game. And I loved it. So that's it for me on that. Cool. But what moment I don't know. It's like it was something in a video game that I it was also a mechanic in a video game I didn't expect to have that in it. Yeah. Um so you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm racking my brain right now. I think a, a good what <laughs> moment for me was when uh, Nintendo announced a battle royale Tetris game. <laughs> yeah, that's you know that's a really really good uh, what moment because that is I believe collectively everyone said what yeah like, that's <laughs> you heard it it was just echoed through time and space. Yep. And hey, it worked. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Did it work? That game is fun. That game is fun. It's good. Even though I'm bad at it. Never won. Oof. Couldn't be me. (laughs) Shut up. Uh, I I don't think I have anything for this. And not for lack of them. It's more just like I can't pick Yeah. any specifically. Seth, have you won a Maximus yet? Yeah, just once so. Very difficult. Jerk. <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> All right. Um, so, for, uh, I believe yeah. it's my turn. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up um, is for this is the Cognitive Dissonance Award, uh, <laughs> okay. which makes no sense. But it what I mean is that this is a game that the like critically did very well, and I was just like. No, this is not it for me. Um, and this is... I had to go back because uh, at the beginning of the year, there were games I played which were from previous years. Uh, and at the very beginning of this year, I was playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, and I, st- I just... I don't get it, man. Everyone loved this game. And I just... <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. It doesn't. It just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, it's too much. It's so. It's too broad. It's not focused enough, and I and I. I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't understand. Like playing it, I did not understand how everyone was like. Finally, a good Assassin's Creed game. I was like, what are you people talking about? I mean, I I I can. Agree. 
agree with you, except I never played it. I let you borrow it and then never saw it again. <laughs> yeah, so I still have it. <laughs> um, mine would be Outer Wilds. I don't, mm. I can't. And you know, you know, I have games like this, Seth, where I just don't. I I can't. And usually they involve a lot of stealth. Uh, but this one happens to be a puzzle game that I just like. It's just not me. It's just not me. Can't. Yep. I don't know that I would even call it a puzzle game. I, but, you know, you do you. I can't sit down and I don't have the patience for it. I don't. I am not. I would rather play one of the, like, like walking games that people play. Like, uh, like you know something like that but that's the it stressed me out too much mm. the you know getting lost in space and then not having oxygen <laughs> i was just not oh no uh. no, no not me i tried i tried so hard i tried marianne was just like you need to stop you're getting mad and i was like i can't i'm i was getting so oh Mm. It's mm. too bad. It gave me the exact same feeling that Last of Us One gave me, which I was just mm. like, I don't get this. I don't, <laughs> and I was like, I was, I would get, I just kept getting mad. I'm like, I should like this. I still people like this. I still haven't beat like, that game. Yeah, it's because it's not I good. I don't know. Whatever. If I ever will. Uh, <laughs> That's a hot take. Yeah. Everyone, well, everyone gets mad at me when I say it. But speaking of hot takes and people potentially getting mad at me, Death Stranding is mine for this category. Did you I, play it? No. Okay, well then. But I... I don't know if that... It's rough to... I've I've been trying to pick things. Because I, I would have said Death Stranding, but like I didn't play it. And like... Well, I'll bite the bullet then. I'll, also, be, I'll be the one in the wrong here. Also, critical reception of this was very mixed. This isn't a game that everyone liked. It's a lot of game that people outright said, this isn't good. Yes, but in, in an, another friend group of mine... I have two people in it who absolutely love the game, and I don't get it. And I feel like such a black sheep in the conversation about it that I. And also going back to something you said earlier, David, about um how how recently you play something can kind of influence your look back a, across the whole year. I yeah. think Death Stranding is a perfect example of that because there are people saying that that's like the best thing for so many different reasons and like just looking at the game awards how many things it was nominated for compared to everything else yeah. that came out this year i a lot that, of those which it did not win it but yeah. it was still nominated and i don't oh, get it look that's where my I, dissonance i'm not going to call it, i'm not going to say you're full of it but, but definitely you have not played the game <laughs> yeah it's one thing to bash on a game that you have played. Yes. But this is like, I don't know, man. Oh, I... I don't know. I, I will... Not a good look. Yeah, exactly. It's not a good look, but I will admit that. And maybe one day I'll try it out and maybe change my tune. And I'll let y'all know. Seth is going to play it <laughs> while I'm on the cruise. Yeah? Presumably. Presumably. When he gets a controller that works. <laughs> but, yeah, if I change my mind on it, I'll let you know. But as of right now, I don't get it. All right. Mm. And I'm sorry. It's got a big <laughs> asterisk next to it. Yes. If you haven't played yes. it. Yes. Absolutely. Just so you know, 
I move to strike that from the record. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he at least said his piece. Seth, uh, how many do you have left? Two. Forrest, how many do you have left? One. Go ahead, Forrest. All right. Last one I got. Favorite game that I haven't played. Ah, we joked yeah. about this. Yeah, well, <laughs> so yeah, the last one was the most hated game that I haven't played, but <laughs> but uh, no, for this, it's Control. Mm. I, I've i seen David play it and some people that I like on YouTube, and everything I've seen about it, I love. I can't find a fault with the game yet mm-hmm. from from at least an audience perspective. And, yeah. and it looks like it controls well, and it's fun, and it's cool, and it's crazy. I, I, I'm, I'm so excited to play that game that it is literally the top of my backlog right now for things that I, I haven't started yet, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, I don't have one for this. Uh, and it's mainly because I've gone out of my way to play stuff because I need content for the show. Yeah. And so I try to try to play. That's how you end up playing like 45 things <laughs> on your switch. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you get it and play it. Uh, but I guess, I guess technically I bought it, but I haven't played it as the steam world quest hand of Gilgamesh. But, and that came out this year. Um, so, I am going to play that this week, though, this coming week on the cruise. But, yep, that'll be mine. Dope. Uh, I guess I could go with a Goose Game. Like, oh, it's a game that yeah. just, like, that totally pierced time. social media. Yeah. Uh, and so even without playing it, I've experienced a lot of it. Uh, and I'm excited to play it because I know that I will enjoy it. Yeah. Man. Oh. It's a really fun time. I haven't beaten it yet, but I've I played about probably I think like an hour to an hour and a half of it. It's just it's a really good chaotic game to just chill with. <laughs> did, did you say earlier one of yours was you had one for best hype moment? Yes. Oh, my mine for best hype moment would have been uh winning Apex rounds, let's say. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That gets that dopamine rush. Especially it with does, that yeah. one streamer. We won like twice that night, I think. Yeah. Nice. With that one streamer. And it was <laughs> D- great. Shout outs to DB Sneaky. Yeah, DB Sneaky. That's, <laughs> I, I forgot his name. Yep. <laughs> He's good. Friend, friend of the show. <laughs> um, so, uh, Seth, let's let's run through your suplexatives. All right. So Not my run, next. If you want to. We, yeah. we if you want to crawl. Okay. Uh, I, I get it. Um, my next one is uh, Right Game, Wrong Time. Um, and so this one actually, I think there were a lot of games that were like this for me. So it was it was tough because it's, um, I wonder how much of it, like expectation plays into something like this. Because I listen and read a lot about like other people's opinions about games. Um, and then like, I'll play it. And be like, man, this is good, but it's just not clicking for me. Uh, and that's always disappointing. Um, because I like I hear 
and I and I read people whose generally their opinions align with mine about the games that they like, and then like I play it, and it's like, I I guess I get it, <coughs> and so, um, I think a lot of them is when I am playing those games, like I'm just not able to sort of for whatever whatever is happening around it, I'm just not able to kind of buy in and give it the kind of the maybe the headspace that it, that I need to be able to more immerse myself into it uh but for me this was um this is also an old game which I play this year was Near Automata oh. a game that is very good and which I enjoyed and which is a critical darling um but it was just like the stuff the the stuff people the reason that like people laud it and call it great like it just for whatever reason it just it it didn't work for me when i played it um which was kind of a bummer uh but i will say it did have one of the like the moment at the very end of the game is one of the coolest moments in gaming that I've ever experienced. Can I um, ask you not to spoil it for me? Because I just started it yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, I won't. Uh, but it's it's very cool. And and they're... I'm um, sorry. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of it has to do... There's a lot of, like, very heavy themes that are going on with that um, in, in the game. Um, and that's something I knew going in. Uh, yeah, and it's just... I th- for whatever reason... At the time I played it, I just couldn't I couldn't click with that stuff. Even though I for the most part enjoyed the game overall. All right. Um huh. It was really you know mine technically is Devil May Cry 5. <laughs> Even it though took I love that game. to beat that game. Yeah, I loved it at f- like it just it wasn't clicking at first even though I it was hitting all the right spots, and then I... It's all those V missions. And then I ended up beating it, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's that would probably be mine. Like, it... I, I guess if I'm following by the rules of that, like, that was... I ended up finding the right time for it, though, yeah. later on. I was in the right headspace later on. Good. Um, for me, it's River City Girls. I love that game, but I can't play it solo. It's, it's, I don't want to sound like a wimp here, but it's too difficult to play alone. It is, <laughs> it is totally meant to be a co-op game, and I just haven't had the chance to have any one consistent person over enough times for us to play through the whole thing together. You know? So maybe eventually does, that'll change. Does this fit the, fit what you were describing, Seth? I would I, say that's wrong time. Uh, sure. Yeah. Wrong Why not? Time. All right, Seth, uh, wrap us up with your final suplexative. Okay, so this one uh, was kind of a flashpoint of discussion around the time, around November when Pokemon came out. Uh, and there are, you know, there's just sometimes that games you love, which have multiple entries in the franchise, a new version will come out and you'll be like, this just isn't it. This is uh, this game is just not for me anymore. Um, and a lot of people with Pokemon that came up against that and had and you just had to kind of accept that 
you know, the direction that they're moving with the games. You know, maybe it's not for you. Uh, that wasn't the case with me, of course. I really enjoyed the new Pokemon entries, though there are certainly improvements that can be made, which we talked about on the podcast. But the game that is just not for me anymore, unfortunately, uh, is Destiny 2. Um, it was yeah. This was an unfortunate thing that I... Uh, I was sad about because of the sheer amount of hours that I put into Destiny and how much I I really enjoy the world and enjoy like the act of playing that game. Like I'll say it over and over. Like there's I don't I can't think of a game off the top of my head which is as in which it is as fun to shoot stuff. Just like like the act, the simple act of shooting in that game is akin to jumping with Mario to me. Like it's just it's just so viscerally uh, enjoyable. Um, but a big thing that happened at the beginning of this year was Bungie splitting from Activision and kind of taking control over what they wanted their IP to be, and that kind of ended up being an, an MMO. Um, like, it was always a, a, an MMO light, um, but the way that it's structured now, it like it just demands your time. Like, you basically have to play it every day to experience the the content that they've created. And I just I just can't do it anymore. I mean, I would like to. If there is ever a, a Destiny 3 where they reset, they have a, a reset and a start from zero, then, you know, I'll try and jump back in. But the way that it is now and the way that they um, have stuff have all the the things to do just so dragged out um and so like time intensive it's all uh, suffocating yeah it's, it's like because if the whole time you were describing this i was like oh this is i'm gonna tell him this is destiny i didn't know what it would be for you yeah but, like Every time I've tried to jump back into it, the amount of notifications and the amount of things, it is it is insurmountable. And you don't know where to start. Yeah. And there actually is nowhere to start. And some people thrive off of that. And they're yeah. like, all right, good. I'll just start taking away to everything. But then there's me who couldn't do the Outer Wilds because... <laughs> When you put me somewhere and you give me too much to do, I'm like, all right, I just won't. <laughs> and then I stop. Yeah. And the longer you're away from the game, the harder it is to, like, catch back up. Right. Um, so it's it's tough. It's hard to – it's unfortunate to have to let it go. Um, and I'll still be, like, a fan from afar and, like, watch the My Name is, is Biff lore videos and be like, yeah, yeah, I dig this. Um, but it's just a game that I probably, um, anytime soon won't be jumping back into. Um, we, t I remember last year we talked a lot about games that did not respect your time. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting this year we kind of seen games move away from that. Like there was a whole big thing with Ubisoft, how they had like a, this public mea culpa about how bad, um, Ghost Recon Wildlands or whatever the new one is called Breakpoint and how bad the Division 2 did and they're like we're going to have to 
re-examine this whole games as a service model and it seems like more games are moving away from that like I need you to play me every day model um right which I think is probably for the better I think there are still some games which can work as games as a service um but uh most of those are not gonna they're probably not gonna grab me anymore um and Destiny 2 became one of those. Um, and it's audios for me, Bungie. Maybe one day you'll go back to making like a full single-player experience like like you gave us with Halo Reach. Uh, but until then, I'm probably going to be watching from the sidelines. Yeah. But I'll still enjoy that lore. That yeah. sweet, sweet lore. Because <laughs> it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's not worth playing through thirty hours of killing Cabal on grinding Mercury to get a five second cutscene. Yep. So, Forrest, do you do you have one? No, can't say that I do. All right. All right. With that, that wraps up the the first annual suplexatives, and I like it. Yeah, I like, like it the too. suplex of this. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, good. I think we should take a break and then we'll come back with our top fives. All right, that's good. And we're back. Uh, if you want to support the show as usual, uh, follow us on all of our social medias at Suplex the Sticks on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Let us know what you think about the show and the reviews and the comment sections of all the posts and everything. Uh, if you really disagree with something, tell us. We will interact <laughs> with you, I promise. Um, whether it's I interact or with negative. David all the time when I disagree. Yeah. It's his favorite thing. Uh, <laughs> um, and join our Discord also. Talk to us about video games and video game news. We throw stuff in there all the time. And directly uh, call me out. <clears throat> yeah, and directly yeah. call Forrest out. Yep. If you're in the Discord and you're listening to this, at Forrest and tell him he's trash. Yeah, <laughs> you have free reign to do so. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, whatever. I want to see. I want to get these notifications of people calling him trash please yeah oh man (laughs) that's good good i like it the best thing about being friends with seth is that he'll play video games with you even when he doesn't like them Mm -hmm. as in far cry 5 and you always know exactly how he feels about something you did and yeah I appreciate the transparency. Yeah, being exactly. friends with it's me is good. also like being my enemy in a way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what they say: keep your friends close and your enemies closer, and keep your Seth closest. Yes, yes, that's what I do. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, all right, so let's go through our lists for top five games of 2019. Um, yep, starting from the bottom up. Uh, now we're here. Uh, yeah. I'm going to start with a game I freshly beat today, and I swear it had... I'm not going to spoil it, because Forrest is going to play this game. 
but there are there is a sequence in this game that made me just the most confused elated happy it was so many like this one sequence in the game blew me away and it was for so many reasons and it was so cool as in the ashtray maze uh, a lot of people have talked about it in other podcasts and stuff but this game is con- and it's control um control is such a special game and i am so sad that i did not play it earlier this year i when it came out yeah but, it's so crazy like this game came out like in august or something yeah yeah it's weird because it's just so it's so fresh that it's hard to realize how long it's been out and it's it is seriously a special game the 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 fact that you are this a you're an empowered female you're an empowered female main character and you have these awesome powers and you're wielding Mjolnir basically um but that's it's like in the notes like that's in the notes so this altered world weapon you're wielding it's like and it goes by other code names and has been known as like Mjolnir and it like lists other mythical weapons like Excalibur yeah like it's oh weird my gosh this game is weird dude <laughs> what uh and there's so many cool um like Little nods. I didn't read every piece of information I picked up. I I collected over like 175 things. I got the achievement today. So like I picked up 175 things. All of these, Seth can attest, they're all like multiple paragraph pages of lore. Mm-hmm. So like... I like that. It's so much to read through. It is a book within a video game, within an MC Escher painting... And with weird black and white and red tones. And it's also set within this house called the oldest house. And that's it's that's its own character sort of. And it's just a it's a really cool game with a story that I'm not fully aware of what they were doing because it's crazy. And. I loved it. I thought it was amazing and it's special and it made me want to go and play all of Remedy's games now. So I'm going to go play Quantum Break. It's apparently not good. Just FYI. Well, Patrick Klepek <laughs> stands for it. So I'm going to, I'm going to give it a shot <laughs> and um, I'm going to play Quantum Break. I'm going to play Alan Wake and Control doesn't rhyme with Break or Wake. But and Max Payne is not either. Um, I'm not going to play through the Max Payne. Yeah. <laughs> those never, those never appealed to me really. Yeah. Uh, but I know that the same, like they're, uh, what's the name? What's the name of the guy, Seth, that Which does guy? Remedies games? Those Sam stories, Lake. Sam Lake. Yeah. Um, but I am excited for the DLC for Control. Um, Make sure you play Alan Wake first. And I'm going to play Alan Wake first. Yeah. So. Cool. All right, I'll go next. Uh, my number five is also Control. Hey, um, yeah. For I didn't know if it was gonna make your list. Yeah, <laughs> for all the reasons that that uh that David just 
talked about and all the good stuff that I talked about when I when I reviewed it. Uh, it's only it's lower just because um, I think I the the world that they created overshadowed the gameplay a lot for me. Oh um, yeah. Um, and at the end of it, the act of like like moving through the world was cool just because it was a great world but like all the combat that you have to do at the end it just like you're like okay can i just get through this please because it's not it's not bad but it's it's not like super fulfilling to do um but i also didn't mind just because i loved learning new stuff about the world um it's a very good so, game go play it so i i don't know we don't need to get into a full control discourse i guess i think at least I gathered the reason it started to feel that way is they wanted you to feel like you had attained, like you had finally. Yeah. I mean, it, it kind of, they basically turn you into this super overpowered uh, being, but I don't know that I ever like felt that at the end of the game. There were a couple like specific moments where they empower you and you're sh- popping off one hit kills on everything. And those are cool. Um, just because, like, it's easy to compare it from the times you've been overwhelmed by these mobs of enemies, and yeah. then you're in this position where there's all these mobs and you're just mowing them down, and that was cool. Yeah. Um, but like but the I, the combat, it be, it's like it becomes the same thing over and over. Um, and it's not like I ever thought it was bad. It was just like, all right, get me through this so I can move on to the next thing that I actually think is cool. Did you ever use the other forms of the gun besides pistol? Yeah. Okay. So I, I tried them, but I really only stuck with pistol. Yeah. The 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 base form was was easily the strongest. Really, because that shotgun looked powerful. The shotgun is powerful at first, but yeah, really, I once you get perks for the. I don't mean strongest gotcha. in the sense that it does the most damage. I just mean like yeah. the it it's the strongest mechanically. Gotcha. Um. All right, Forrest. What's your fifth? One? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the black sheep again here. Mine's Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Oh, Lord. I know. Oh. Um, just, it, I and I said this on the podcast before, it is a return to form that I've been sorely missing from Call of Duty. Um, it just, it to me, the gameplay is simple. It's bare bones. It's, it's what I used, it's what I spent literally entire summers every single day for like 12 hours a day on back in middle school, you know? Yeah, like this this game makes me feel that way again, and I'm and I'm reconnecting with the guys that I played with back then. It so it's it's kind of like things never changed, you know. It's a game that I tried to play for forty five minutes today and decided, you know what, it's not for me. I'm trading it in, <laughs> and, and that's fair. Yeah, I I tried. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> really did. Nope. Yeah. Good thing I got it on Black Friday. Yeah. But I'm glad you liked it. I know a lot of people that like it, so it is supposedly good. That's what people say. But yes, I don't care it, too much. For it me. also freed up like I'm. I'm just very bad at it. Ooh. It freed up like 40 gigs it or 40 percent uh, space on my Xbox. Yeah, so that is a real glad large game. My Xbox sighed a heavy breath of relief when yeah. I deleted <laughs> that off the hard drive. Um, Seth, go ahead with your number four. I think it's your turn. Oh, well, I mean, okay. We're not doing it snake style. All right. Um, <laughs> my number four is uh, Pokemon. Oh, Pokemon nice. Shield. I love that game. 
I thought it was really fun. It did not make me play Pokemon differently. Uh, like, I didn't go out of my way to catch... Like, Seth always derides the way I play Pokemon because I I just pick what I want and then kill everything else. Um, but it did make me play with... It did have enticing enough new character designs on the new Pokemon for me to mainly use them instead of old Pokemon. Um, except for my boy Golurk. I got one of those, and he's in my main team. <laughs> nice. Uh, of course. Um, if there was Shaman in it, there would have been a Shaman. But no, we'll never have a Shaman. It's fine. Uh, it's Maybe not one fine, day. But, it's not fine. But it also has some of the, like, coolest stuff in the, in the, in the game. Like, the Gigantamaxing stuff is super fun. The, the new type of storytelling they were going for uh, it doesn't always hit, but it is nice because it's something new. And another thing that I really liked about it was the, the city design. Whether or not you, you are a big fan of it because the, they did kind of... I do feel like some of the town stuff was, was oh, simplified and more... Um, like it wasn't as there wasn't as much reward for going into every building, but like the, the city design of like Bolanli and the one whole town that was a gym itself and like stuff like that. It's, it's really cool. There's some good stuff and the wild area is fantastic. Uh, I really liked running around and exploring that and all that stuff. And man, is that game just good. The music's good. Everything's solid. I love it. Indeed, it is a good game. Yeah. Seth, what's your four? My number four is... Pokemon. No, it's not. It is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh. Just a fantastic game. The... Man, the characters in that game are so great. Um... I wish it wasn't so long so that I had the um so that I had the desire to go back and do the other pads. Uh but Golden Deer's where it's at. I love I love it, literally every single one of the characters in my party. I would kill people for them. Um <laughs> and just such a great game with a really cool story. Um and yeah, the characters, the music uh, it's very, very good. It it missed my list by one. Was... And also another game that just penetrated social media and was everywhere. Yeah. And that was fantastic. <sighs> I did love that game. Yeah. But when you got five, you gotta <laughs> You gotta let something Yeah. Go. Yeah. 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 My list is a little <laughs> Atypical of me this year, but <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll find that out. You'll find that out. <laughs> All right, go go ahead, Forrest. All right, uh, mine's the Resident Evil Two remake for number four. Um, you did beat it, yes. And I'm doing a second playthrough right now, like immediately the same day I started a second one. Like that's that's how enamored with this game I am. But well, that and you play with two characters. Yeah, you could switch between the characters exactly. In Ooh, that second play is getting rough. 
<laughs> I'll just say that. But um, this game itself, to me, it's a visual masterpiece. Uh, the RE engine, which is basically Capcom replacing the MT Frameworks engine from last generation. Like, this engine, to me, is the best on the market right now. Uh, with the Horizon Zero Dawn engine and the Death Stranding engine uh, being, like, right below it for me. But um, it's just, it's gross and disgusting and so realistic. And, and that visual fidelity of it all, especially with, you know, it's Resident Evil, it's zombies. It's so uncomfortable and I hate it and that's why I love it, <laughs> like visually. Yeah. But yeah, the gameplay, like, I don't know. It Survival horror was never really my thing, but th- this is the survival horror game i would say cool yeah oh it's back to me i guess um number three for me is uh katana zero i love that game Ah. it was so good i've gone back and played replayed levels uh because that game is so good the um the the who the decision, like the story decisions and stuff, are so interestingly tied into how that game works and the pass-fail involved there and the drive to get it right and keep going forward is so good and clean. And it really has that thing, Seth, where um, one of the things we talked a lot about last year is... Um, like why Celeste works so well is because um, you you don't have time to be mad about your failure. So like in, in, uh, in Control, one of the things I was always frustrated about is like the load times when you die, and then it also kicks you back like a, a large chunk to the last checkpoint you had. With Katana Zero, it is that. You are... You fail, you go back. You feel like it is fast and it's there's no downtime and you that's the best way to balance hyper difficulty is to just give you a way to keep going back at it. Uh, at least for me. Um, cause I don't like to do bad at games, and so I think if I just keep brute forcing it, it's gonna it's better. Um but the story I'm so excited. There's apparently DLC coming. They've teased it. One day I'll get it and I'm excited for it. Um, but yeah, I've loved this game. It's one of those ones that I like I, I've played it in front of people. Like I've been like, you guys just gotta look at this game. And like they've like my our friend Joe uh has watched me play it and he's like, I could never play this, but I love like he was enjoying watching me play it. Um, Seth, I wish you would play it. It's one of those games like Hollow Knight where I really wish Seth would play it. And, but I don't know if you're ever going to, you know what I mean? But it's, it's so good. It's so good. I'm I'm still waiting for it to go on sale, like at a reasonable enough price for me right now. And it just hasn't happened yet. I think it's like 15 bucks. I would like to shoot for 10 if I could. (laughs) And that game is worth so fifteen bucks. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sales That's are good my though. Three. 
All right. My number three. Where's my notes? There it is. (laughs) Okay. Uh, My number three is Apex Legends. Really? Yes. Mm, Awesome. uh, Man, I... It was so weird going through, like, the list of games that I played um, and the ones which stood out to me. Uh, and it's hard. I There's no way that I could not put Apex on the list just because of the amount of time and the amount of enjoyment that I got from playing the game. Um, it's great. It's such a such a good experience. And, like, there are so many moments in it. Um that I can like remember the specific stuff happening. Like it's such a dynamic game. Um, and it, yeah, it's, it's great. And I was, you know, I was thirsting for a a respawn shooter and they, they came out with it and I was like, man, you know, I wish it hadn't been a BR, but then I played it. I was like, dude, this is, this is that game. Um, and I can't wait to continue playing it forever and ever. Yeah. It's a great game. I would agree. Perfect. Yeah. Um, it's my turn, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. All right. My number three is Kingdom Hearts 3. Ah. Yeah. So originally it wasn't like this, but I, I, I dwelled on my reasonings a little more and it got knocked down a peg. Um, but in my main problem with this game is the story pacing. Everything I wanted from it came in the final hours and wasn't spread out equally through the, what, 25-ish hours, 30-ish hours it took. But the gameplay is the best in the series, I'd say, for me personally. Um, And like I said, I loved the final bits of story, and I'm so excited to see where it goes next, but it's because of that story pacing that I don't feel like I can put it higher on the list. Yeah. I mean, number three overall is pretty high. Yes, (laughs) <laughs> all right yeah my number two is devil may cry five because that game is so good and i love it it's mm-hmm. so good the trailer instantly got me last year and then playing it is just a joy even even the v segments which i didn't like I didn't like them because they challenged me in a way that I didn't like and that's good and I have to recognize that (laughs) because sometimes you need to learn to play things a different way yes (laughs) and the getting to play as uh, Dante and Nero in the other segments it made it just that much more rewarding and that's part of the reason why they make you play as V is because he's kind of this weak character. And then they let you have the, you know, it's the quieter moments and then the big moments where you're, you know, this big, strong guy. And I, I love it. I love it. The, the supporting cast is super great too with Nico and her van that just, can drop in from out of nowhere. I'm convinced that van is a devil arm. <laughs> and <laughs> it has to be. It's so cool and so neat. And uh, just the character design for all the demons and stuff you fight. 
uh, is reminiscent of the older games for a lot of the lower level demons. And then they, you know, they, they save the elaborate and fun, uh, like over complex designs for new, like boss, higher boss levels. And they, it's real good stuff, man. I, I love that game. Devil May Cry 5, everyone should play it, dang it. And we're never going to get DLC, but maybe we'll get a Devil May Cry 6. Hopefully. Or maybe like a DMC versus Devil May Cry with mm, like that weird Dante. Weird reboot Dante Oof. versus new Dante or versus old Dante. Yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be a quick fight. Let's right. be real. <laughs> all right seth what's your number two my number two so like i said i had to be honest about the games which uh were which had the the largest impact and the largest share of my playtime. uh and so it uh, it's weird uh but it's also not weird my number two is tetris 99 Two battle royales. And six. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. As much as I am, as much as I am hating on the genre, uh, <laughs> Tetris ninety nine. It's it's a great game. Uh, I'm just, people who don't like Tetris will not like the game. Um, but I understandably, I just I love playing it so much, and it's it's never not fun for me to play. And I uh, played it a very large amount this year. Um, probably like way too much to be quite honest. Uh, but it's a great game and I am, well, am proudly putting it at number two. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, my number two, number two, sorry, um, sign our wild heart. I, everything about this game just it hit me really well uh going back to one of Seth's suplexatives earlier ro- uh right game at the wrong time this is a right game at the right time for me i i needed this game and i didn't realize it but it just it it helped me it, talking about like video games and how they can help us through some of the stresses of life uh this is definitely the game that got me got me back into my groove that I sorely needed uh, earlier this year. Awesome. Yeah, man. I feel like I loved that game for the music, but man... You really uh, experienced it the wrong way. (laughs) Yeah. Touchscreen is not the way to play that game. Uh, Don't play it on your phone, people. Uh, Play it on the Switch. Full screen. Yeah, Uh, because... I don't think you can play it on any of the other consoles. No. I don't think it's out on... It's out on PS4, I think. Um, yes? Yes. It's yes. time for my number one, I guess. Your game of the year. My game of the year. Let's hear it. Do you want Do you want to guess, or do you want to just hear it? Mm, is it... No, I just, <laughs> just want to hear it. My game of the year is Kingdom Hearts 3. Oh, wow. And I thought a lot about this. And I had to be true to myself. 
because there is no other video game that has made me feel the way that Kingdom Hearts 3 made me feel this year. I laughed during it. I (laughs) cried during it. I had moments where I had to stop what I was doing and call Seth about what was happening while I was playing it. I... I just, it's special. There's a lot of things wrong with it. And I think that one of the beautiful things about video games and stuff is, and things that you love, um, and something I, I've, I tell people all the time is you can be critical of things you love and things don't have to be perfect. I, By any means, I understand if this is not on other people's lists. I understand why. It's a mess. But to me, it was like it it was everything i wanted it to be it frustrated me in the way some of the the stuff unfolded but it still was really special and really cool and a lot of the stuff really struck a lot of awe and wonder in me while i was playing it and it's it just hit all the right notes for me and i got to see a lot of my favorite characters return and I'm going to like see more of them in the DLC, you know, coming literally this month. And it's just exciting. There's there's a lot around Kingdom Hearts that ties close to, you know, my childhood, like I'm sure it does a lot of other people's. And, you know, it's it's just special. So Kingdom Hearts 3 for me kind of hit a lot of a lot of that stuff for me and man is the fast pass system or the not fast pass the ride system fun the attraction the attraction system is fun so unless you accidentally hit it and then it's uh, bad yeah then you're stuck in it for like a minute yeah (laughs) but it's but it's real fun (laughs) yeah so and man yozora is cool Ooh. I'm so cool. I I need that DLC now, which means I yeah. need a PS4. <laughs> so, all right. Sorry, I, that's it's no, man. It's King, special to me. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally with you on it. Kingdom Hearts is a game that makes me feel like no other game really does, with the exception of my number one. But yeah. we'll get to that. All right, Seth. What's your number one? My number one. Well, uh, it's, um, I don't want to say this was tough because, um, there haven't been a whole lot of, um, things that stood out this year in, in my gaming experience for, like, even, even among the good games that I played, um, so it, this is, it was not tough for me to, to decide this um because this is the one that when i look back at my experience playing it like it was so unlike anything else that i played this year uh and maybe even before that and and the 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 way i could like find myself like improving at the game and just I don't know. It's it's such a cool experience 
um, to to see where I was like at the start and and to where I ended up. Uh, and that game is, of course, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Um, just a fantastic game, and provided me like so much, like the the experience of defeating enemies in that game after like hours of fighting them and learning their move, learning their attacks, and per and getting down the perfect timing to do stuff. It's just so cool. And even outside of the combat, the world and moving around it and, like, solving the puzzle that is getting through areas filled with enemies, uh, it's so cool. Uh, and because, especially because everything in the game is about skill, like, it's, there aren't stats to the weapons. Um, everyone, you're basically on a level playing field with all of the enemies that you fight. Um, and you just have to be better than them. Uh, and like growing and becoming better was it's fulfilling in a way that other games did not were not for me this year uh, and it's unlike many other games that I've played where uh, instead of like my character statistically getting stronger it was me getting better at the game in in a not in a quantifiable way, but in like a um, a way that was evident in my results of playing the game. It's just a great game, and I didn't even finish it. Uh, but it's it's so good. Awesome. I didn't play it, even though you left it at my house while you were at camp. <laughs> I, I remember that. I should have. Mm. Rude rude yeah mm. <laughs> um i'll get down to my number one then uh my game of the year is devil may cry 5 which probably isn't a shocker a devil shocker yeah huh. um but uh for me it's i haven't stopped thinking about the game all year and i i listen to the soundtrack still all the time same with sayonara um but DMC5, it just, it had the best gameplay of, I would say probably almost any game I've ever played, which is high praise given that I played Halo Reach. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the gameplay, it's just, it's so satisfying if you put in the work. Like, Devil May Cry's gameplay is all about, I would say, self-improvement and reaching new heights with what you can do as a player down to down to like literal frame by frame like decisions and inputs to make yourself look even cooler and more stylish while you're destroying hordes of demons it's just and it's a chaotic fun time in the cameo system that was introduced in five where it takes either like actual players or like their battle data from the missions that they play through and lets them come in as like v or nero or dante right and that's a fun experience like it's it's almost co-op and it the game just because of the combat system and the cameo system it it leads to memorable self-made hype moments in the adaptive soundtrack uh amping up with you during your stylish moves like it'll get louder and more like lines of 
like the track will start playing and interlacing in while you're fighting and it's just so cool and the story is like it's not complex and I wouldn't say like it's great storytelling but the themes of it to me DMC has always been about family and how you how you deal with family and like sometimes the pain that can come with that Dante is a very even when they're demons even when they're demons like we all have our demons in Dante more than almost any character I would say but he has this this facade of just being wacky and goofy all the time and not taking anything seriously when at the bottom of it all he really just wanted his brother back you know yeah yeah but yeah dmc all about family and what you go through for the ones you love and just the theming of that always hits me every time i play one of these games it's a good game man yeah it's a real good game please reiterating what david said (laughs) earlier buy it play it it's on game pass right now for xbox it's on sale like every other week now there's no excuse yeah says me who hasn't played it yeah (laughs) And play it the way it's meant to be played on a PS4 controller or a Sony system. Mm. Devil May Cry came out originally on Sony systems. So did Kingdom Hearts and Metal Gear. Yeah, I feel like I also played Kingdom Hearts on the system it's uh, meant to be played on. Again, I'm the odd man out playing all these <laughs> PlayStation titles on my Xbox. Man, I'm a heathen. I don't know what would have happened if I tried to play either of those on an Xbox controller. I would have been, to me. It would have been felt so weird. It would have been felt weird. But that's would 2019. Would have been felt so weird. Yeah. Would have done been felt so weird. Seth, your your list really surprised me. Yeah, it surprised me when I was making it, but there's no way around it. That's how it had to be. Yeah. I, I was kind of, I, I left a couple games to the side that made me sad. But you know. Same here. You know, it's uh, it happens. We we have these lists. That's why I don't like lists. They're they're arbitrary. But you listen to us talk about games every week, so you know what games we liked, yeah. which ones we don't like. <laughs> yep. So, Seth, do you do you have any other great words of wisdom for the uh, for the people at home? Since you know we're we're at the technically the beginning of the new year but at the at the end of the year you you have this new gift you found through the podcast <laughs> uh i do not wish to abuse my gift i will say this uh play games they're very good and if you don't like it stop playing it that's what i'm going to do this year i'm going to be more judicious with my time and not play hundreds of hours of games which i don't enjoy yeah no that's you know, that's a good point. That's yeah. I'm going to make that resolution also because I was thinking about how the it, I thought about it the other day while playing Astral Chain and I thought about it today while playing Call of Duty. I was like an hour into each and I'm like, I don't need to play this anymore. Why am I trying to make myself like this? And guess what? You don't have to like it. It's It doesn't matter if you don't yep. like it. I mean, then stop. Yeah? Yeah. I'm on the opposite end of this, in which, <laughs> for me personally, I want to push myself through games more that you games don't like. 
Well, not even that, but, like, I have always had this problem of starting a game and then never finishing it. Okay, well, that's different than not liking for, it. Well, for one reason or another, especially in, like, JRPGs, like, they usually just don't click with me. But, like, this coming year, I really want to push through what I think may be a preconceived notion of not liking a game and try push to push through it and see if I can find something more enjoyable in it. Oh. Yeah. Well, let me tell you in my experience, you it usually work don't. <laughs> But, you know, more power to you. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you'll learn. It's, listen, you only get through so many uh, Far Cry 5s. Mm. It's, Fair enough. That'll, it'll scar you to where you think you played it this year. And I'll wear and those scars proudly. It's, <laughs> oh, buddy. Um, I just want to beat more, you know. But we, we, we <laughs> got a lot of, we got a lot of fun stuff coming up this year. A lot of good so stick around. We have a um, a like sort of decade review episode coming also, um, and then we will not have a episode next week. And I'll be on a cruise that week. So, and then the week after, you'll get to hear about all the games I got to play without internet because <laughs> I'll be on a boat. So, um. It'll be stuff on my Switch that I uh, can play without a TV. So there you go. Um, been a good 2019. It's been a really good 2019. This been was good. a really good year for games. It's been a. Sure. It was a good, uh, good year for the podcast, in my opinion, and I'm excited for 2020. Let's get into it, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you uh, you have your piggy banks aside, boys, so that we can you know get those consoles so we can record uh, on that yep. yeah we're at a <laughs> we'll see how it goes we're we're at a we're at a console switch over here yep. so i'll i'll burn that bridge when i cross it <laughs> fellas <laughs> all right he did it he made me laugh and cough <laughs> yeah. i'm dying nice fellas i'm looking forward to spending over a thousand dollars on both of those consoles yeah <laughs> all right it'll uh whew. i'm gonna cry 2020 is going to be good. Heck yeah, it is. We this... will. Uh, good stuff. With that, we will see you next week. Or not. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> You'll find out next time <laughs> on, on Dragon Suplex Ball Z. The Sticks. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. See you.